Welcome to the Kate Take Podcast with me, your host, Kate Brown. I'm a millennial mama, wife, health and business mentor, and currently in the wonderful, messy middle, navigating the ups and downs of life, entrepreneurship, and building big dreams. At the age of 24, I decided I wanted more from life and a career and stepped into the world of building a part-time business alongside my teaching career. I was able to grow that part-time business into a full-time endeavor, and here I am seven years later. Along the way, I've had a lot of fun, I've failed, I've learned, I've grown a lot, and you know what? I want you to do the same. I know what it's like to want more from life, but not know where to start. I know what it's like to want to reach that next goal, but feel like it's taking forever to get there. I know what it's like to navigate the messy middle and try to figure out your next steps, and that's what the Kate Take is all about, to help take you from inspiration into action every single day, taking one step forward to build your dream life. Each week, I'll share my take or an inspiring guest take on life, business, motherhood, growth, and every single thing in between. All right, you ready? Let's do the damn thing. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Kate Take Podcast. It is your host, Kate Brown. And today I am kicking off with a question for you. That question is, do you have decision fatigue? Let's talk about this today because I think that this is almost an epidemic amongst women, amongst especially mothers, that decision fatigue is just weighing us down. And I want to acknowledge something as we dive into today's episode. I don't think decision fatigue is something that you can fully eliminate because the mental load of motherhood and remembering you know, when they need to size up clothes and go to the doctor and go to the dentist and go to the play date and get the present for the birthday party. Like I get it. We have a lot on our plate as mothers, as women. I think a lot of women carry more decision fatigue than men do in a, you know, a heteronormative relationship. But I do think that decision fatigue is something that we also make worse for ourselves. And so today's episode is going to be addressing what is decision fatigue and then some really tangible things that you can do to start to eliminate decision fatigue so that you feel less weighed down. And most importantly, here's how I look at this decision fatigue conversation. If you can start to um, eliminate your decision fatigue or make it more manageable, it opens up space for you to grow. Because Right now, what I see in my line of work in my seven years of coaching women in their businesses and in, you know, the health and fitness space is that a lot of women want to make changes. A lot of women want to be healthier. They want to work out every day. They want to eat healthy. You know, they may want to build a business, but they just don't have the capacity or they think they don't have the capacity to do it. But we have to find a way to reduce this decision fatigue in our lives, because if we don't, You're just clouding your ability to be able to dream bigger and set those goals. And those things come when you have space. So we have to create the space in order to move forward. So first and foremost, what is decision fatigue? Decision fatigue is the idea that after making many decisions, your ability to make more and more decisions over the course of the day becomes worse. Um, The more decisions you have to make, the more fatigue you develop and the more difficult it can become. So picture this. 
You and your husband, you've been waiting to get a date night. You are ready for this date night. You've planned for this date night. You went to work. You came home. You prepped the notes for the babysitter. You laid out the nighttime diaper and the PJs, and you showed them how to turn on the sound machine. And you walked them through the bedtime routine, and you said night-night to all your kiddos. And you made your way to the restaurant. And on the way to the restaurant, you're thinking, my taxes are due soon, and I need to, you know, organize the basement and you're chatting with your husband about like, when is the next time you need an oil change? And you get into the restaurant and you sit down and the waiter comes and he asks you for your order. And you're like, I cannot even freaking decide. That's decision fatigue. You've made so many decisions for yourself and for other people throughout the day that now you get down to a simple task, like choosing a meal and you can't make that decision. This is also, we can, we could really, you know, swap out the phrase decision fatigue for mental load, mother's mental load. And we know from work from, you know, Eve Rodsky and the book Fair Play that women tend to carry more of a mental load in a heterosexual relationship with a husband, um, we carry it more than our husbands do. Right. And so the thing about it though, is I just think decision fatigue is something that we can really greatly reduce. And I also think it doesn't have to be our reality to just carry so much of that mental load. And truthfully, I really want women to get a handle on decision fatigue and the mother's mental load, because if you don't, you put yourself on the very, very, very back burner of your family and you put everybody else first and you're doing all these things. Well, no wonder you have mom rage. No wonder you snap at your husband's. No wonder you don't have energy for your kids. No wonder you want to numb out and just scroll social media all night and not get in that workout or do whatever it is. We have to realize that, you know, the famous phrase that you can't pour from an empty cup, it's so true. And I think the thing with decision fatigue is that so much of it is also laced in this false idea of perfectionism and that women just have to be good at everything when in actuality, you can drop some balls. You don't have to do everything. Make sure you differentiate which are rubber, right? And which will bounce and which ones are glass and they can't break. And we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I think the bigger thing with this decision fatigue conversation is that people experience decision fatigue. They're avoiding behaviors. You are procrastinating. You are less willing to engage in planning and you're more avoidant. You, um, are kind of more passive. And it's like, that doesn't feel good. I don't think anyone wants to be described as a procrastinating passive person, but we often do that because we're just like, I can't make more more freaking decision. Right? So Here's how I think you can reduce decision fatigue in your life. And when you do these things, it will open up space for you to concentrate on you. And that, my friend, is what we need. Because a healthy mama, that is the best thing that you can give your household. You change a mama, you change your family's life. And I want to just mention this too. I'm actually just coming off an incredible retreat. I was just in Florida with our coaching team for this amazing leveled up retreat with all of these women. And we had a coach there named Julie Voris. She came and spoke to us. She's been a partner with Body for 15 years. And she's absolutely incredible. She's always just crushing it in her business. And she is a mom of three girls. And she said a couple of things that just I will never forget. And that first thing was someday your kid is going to come ask you a question. Can you say yes? 
And this was in regards to our business and building income. But she was saying, you know, right now, if you got babies and diapers, you think babies and diapers is expensive. Wait till they want to play that sport or do that intensive, you know, um, theater retreat or go to college, right? Like maybe they get an acceptance to an amazing school, but can you say yes to the cost of that? And I just loved it because she was like, basically us as mothers, we set the standard for our children and then they break our glass ceiling. And I was just like, wow, that's so cool. And think about your own life. Think about your mother. Think about the things she accomplished in her life. And, you know, that generational change between her and now you, I'm sure that you're like, yeah, I have surpassed income or mindset or relationship than my mother did because she set the standard and now you're going to break the glass ceiling. But I think that we're going to reverse this breaking of the glass ceiling with just so many women walking through life with a mental load that doesn't have to be as heavy as it is. You can lighten this load. So with that, let's dive into it. I think the first thing that you can look at to reduce decision fatigue is look at areas of your life that you can simplify. What can you simplify in your life? Because we as humans, we tend to make things so much more complicated than they need to be. And when I look at simplification, I think of the word routine and I think of the word routine in a few ways. And maybe it's from my teacher background. Maybe it's from seven years of building my business and teaching women healthy routine habits. But I think a really easy way that you can simplify your life is really embed routines into your life. So I think the easiest example of this is when it comes to health and fitness stuff. I talk to women every single day who maybe want to join one of my, you know, wellness boot camps, or maybe they want to start their business. And nine times out of 10, they say that they would love to do this, but they don't have any more room on their plate. Word for word, if I had a penny every single time I heard that, I'd be freaking loaded. Um, and really, I think health and fitness is such an easy entry point into solidifying a mindless routine that will give you excellent results. So for me, you know this, I partner with Body. I have used Body programs for seven years, and there is a reason that I love them and always have. In the past seven years, I can confidently say life has not slowed down. It's only gotten busier. And if I'm being frank, I hate the excuse, I don't have time. I understand there's a lot of privilege with being able to hate this. Things like um, socioeconomic status, things like your schedule, and I don't have a boss. I don't really technically have someone to answer to. Um, You know, sickness, illness, right? Um, I was having this conversation on Instagram the other day and one of the women was like, I totally agree with you, except when I had cancer, like I didn't have time. Duh, yes, of course. Like extreme circumstances like that, of course, like it's going to look different than it is for the average woman listening to this right now with her AirPods in, pushing her up a baby stroller with her kiddo wearing a $47 onesie down the road, enjoying this personal development, right? And so simplify things, simplify your health and fitness routine. This is why I love body programs. I log in, I do the same damn you know, format of like, I press play. I don't have to think about it. There's a really cool feature being added to our platform that, you know, while you're getting your shoes tied on and you press play on your workout, there's a really quick questionnaire that's going to come up asking you, what's your mindset today? You click it. 
And if it's a shitty mindset, they're going to bring you to like a two minute personal development, listen to this and then work out one stop shop. I don't have to overthink my health and fitness routine because it is so clearly laid out for me. And again, in the past seven years, when I was a busy teacher, this simplified health and fitness routine for me, I then had more to pour into my students. When I was getting married and buying a house and learning how to be married to my husband, same thing, easy to execute, impactful because I didn't have to spend energy thinking about what to do for my health and fitness routine. I could focus on my new marriage and so on and so forth into pregnancy, motherhood, and everything else that's going to come in our life right now. Another really simple thing that you could build a routine around is your meal plans. What are you eating? Can you have a consistent breakfast every single day for you and your family? That is one of the easiest simplifications that eliminates decision fatigue is we have this for breakfast and we have, you know, we meal plan out what we're going to eat for dinner that week. You prep it. It's ready to go. You're not scrambling to throw chicken nuggets in the oven and call it a night for dinner. Like take some time to plan it out. So where in your life can you simplify and routine um, yourself? Because it's just so key. And we make a routine for our kids, but we often forget about making a routine for ourselves. And when you have that mindless routine, it helps you reduce decision fatigue. This A perfect example of this is really high um, CEOs. For example, our CEO of our company, Body, um, Carl Deichler, you will never... He's literally always in a button down, jeans and sneakers. Every time I've seen him speak, every time I've spoken to him myself, jeans, sneakers, button down. It's like the man spends no mental energy. He has simplified his wardrobe. This is something, uh, you know, if you ever follow Steve Jobs, that was like his big shtick. He looked exactly the same because he simplified the routine so that the space in your brain was not towards, you know, what should I wear for work every day? Maybe you can even simplify that. Can you on a Sunday get a hanger and this is my outfit for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and lay it out for yourself so that when you're going through the work week, it's so simplified that you don't have to think about it. Um, Now, some of you are going to be like, I would never do that. Well, can you make a change or do you want to feel completely exhausted because you always have decision fatigue? Which one's harder? Ask yourself that question. Like we're 30 year old women. It's time to change the the whole notion of like, I'm not a planner. We'll become one. It, like, it's just like, come on, we got to change these narratives within ourselves. If we want to change our lives, like we need to get over it <laughs> Um, with that. Cause I know this is going to come up. The second way to reduce decision fatigue is stop procrastinating. Oh my gosh. Procrastination kills me. Okay. A couple weeks ago, I recorded a podcast episode 109, all about building confidence. And I talk about stopping procrastinating and how that can build your confidence, but it needs to be spoken about here on this episode with decision fatigue because people procrastinate the dumbest shit and it adds so much more to your mental load because then you always feel behind. So remember the saying, don't put it down, put it away build that confidence. But really, I want to say with procrastination, you've got to learn to nip it in the bud because when you continue to procrastinate, not only do you ruin your confidence that you can't follow through with things, but I don't believe that if you are if you are procrastinating, you can never truly rest because your brain is always going to have that running list of things that you know that you should have gotten done. 
Now, I'm not saying you have to do a million little things. I'm saying when you look at your to-do list, when you look at the things that you need to accomplish, which things are glass balls and they will shatter if they fall and break and which ones are rubber and will bounce and be okay. A great example of this for me, health workouts, eating healthy, my supplement routine, all of that, my health journey, that is a glass ball. I will never let it drop. It is why I'm disciplined. It is why I do my shit every day because that is a glass ball for me. A perfectly clean laundry room, that is rubber. Okay. I can go to bed at night knowing my laundry room is a complete shit show. No big deal. But I built my business today. I worked on my health and I spent time with my family. So Instead of procrastinating, really look at those things and ask yourself, what do I need to do and just get it done? Go back and listen to episode 109 on here and then ask yourself this question. Are you procrastinating because you're scared of failing? I know you're like, Kate, you're talking about laundry, but I see this all the time on the business side of things. When I am mentoring women on my team to build their businesses, they procrastinate the income producing activities of their business. They do a lot of other stuff to make it feel like they're working, but they haven't actually done anything that's going to produce income and actually build their business. And so a lot of the time, I know women do that because they are afraid of doing those things because they might fail or they might get a no. They might not make a sale. They might, you know, if they go for a goal, they might miss it. Get over it. Get over the fear of failing. Like, again, we are 30 years old. You're 30 years old, I'm guessing, if you're listening to this. Either way, if you're not, get over it. Get over this fucking fear of failure. You're going to fail. Newsflash, you're going to fail. You're going to miss goals. Sometimes it's going to come up short. Sometimes it's not going to be good enough. So what? You are not special. That special. You're not the first person to fail, and you're certainly not going to be the last. So stop procrastinating the crap that you need to do and just freaking get it done so that when you go to rest, so when you go to live your best life, you can actually be enjoying it and not just have this thing looming over your head. Third one, and I would argue... Uh, No, they're all pretty important. Third one and very important one. Do you ask for help and let things out of your control? There is so much power in outsourcing, paid or unpaid outsourcing. If you see someone who is successful, if you see someone who's doing something that you want to do, whether that be in motherhood, business, whatever, I bet she has help. No one is good at doing everything. All right, so here's where I'm going to tell you all the things I outsource in my life because I'd say I'm a pretty successful person and I certainly do not do these things by myself. And not everything has to be paid when it comes to outsourcing. So here are some ideas and and here's what I do. In my business, I outsource multiple things that are not my zone of genius. I have three different assistants that help me. One helps me with an email marketing system. One helps me with like graphics and like team recognition and things like that in my body business. And one of my assistants helps me with my client side of things, helping them get a really, really good customer experience. I pay all three of those women, okay? And that's that's one thing I love about building my business is in me being able to employ and help these women you know, they get to put, you know, they get to put food on their table for their family and build their dreams. So I outsource in my business, those three things. I outsource childcare. I have help with childcare in the form of daycare four days a week. And if I ever need to outsource more help, or, you know, if there's a week where 
my daughter doesn't go to daycare, I ask my mom for help or I ask a friend for help. Um, you know, my husband and I outsource, um, right now we have some house projects that we're trying to get done. And we're like, you know what, at this point in the game, let's pay someone to do it because we just are right now. It's like, yeah, you get to a point where you're trading time for money. So can you outsource something? Maybe for you, that's getting a house cleaner. Maybe for you, that's asking the high schooler down the street to come and fold your laundry and you pay them, or you pay them to, you know, shovel your driveway or babysit your kids. And then you know, look at this outsourcing, like you, you end up trading time for money. And what I see people do, especially if they're trying to build a business is they are afraid to outsource something. They're afraid to pay somebody to do something. And then you just stay very average because you are not opening up your zone of genius. Like email marketing, not my strength. That's where I'll pay someone. Um, you know, some of the clientele side of things I can do it, but it takes a lot of time. My, my assistant there, she can help me just as fast if not faster. Um, and then ask yourself, are you relinquishing this control? Moms, do you fully let your spouse do their thing with the kids or do you let them know you forgot to wipe off the countertop? You forgot to empty the diaper pail. Well, I would have done it this way. I'm going to be honest with you. I think a lot of women, a lot of moms, you make this 10 times worse for yourself because you will not relinquish the control to your spouse and let them do it their way because you think their way is, you think your way is so much better. Here's the deal. You might not moan. Oh, you might know more than your spouse. You might be better at quote unquote better at bedtime. You might be better at, you know, crushing the witching hour with your newborn baby. Guess what? They're 50% of that child. And it's 2023. Even if you are in a more traditional marriage, like, come on, communicate with your spouse what you need, let them help. And if it's not the way you would do it, shut up. They helped you. Stop complaining about the way that they helped you. Like, you got to relinquish some of this control to start to eliminate this decision fatigue. So, to recap, how can we start to eliminate and reduce decision fatigue? Because I don't actually think you'll ever fully eliminate it. One, look at areas of your life that you can simplify through routine. If you need help with this, message me. Go to the link in this episode because I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be that hard. I think health and fitness is one of the easiest spaces and most impactful spaces to work on simplifying your routine because it's going to pour into every other area of your life. The second thing to do is stop procrastinating. If you didn't listen to episode 109 about building confidence, go back and listen to that. And then the third thing is asking for help, outsourcing, and letting go of control. I think when you start to do these things, you can start to reduce that decision fatigue and ultimately then start to dream bigger, take care of yourself, and live a better life. And if you need support with this, like I said, go to that link, go to my website, fill out the form, let's have a conversation or shoot me a message on Instagram. I would love to connect with you because you're not alone in this feeling, but you got to make a decision to get out of it. All right. With that, that's all we've got today for today's episode. Please tag me on social media when you listen to this. Grab a screenshot, tag me on Instagram, share it with a friend. Let me know that you listen to this. It means the world to me when I see those messages and it just helps me continue to create content for you here on the podcast that will really serve you. So with that, I'll talk to you later and have a great day. 